Welcome to another PA Policy Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Nichols, alongside my co-host, Jason Gottesman, the spokesman for the House Republican Caucus here in Pennsylvania. And Jason, we are coming up on the most auspicious anniversary in America. The one-year-o lockdowns is upon us. I would sing a song, but I don't have any spirit in me left to sing. What's going on here? Are we ever going to be out of this? I would like to think so, but uh, not if Tom Wolf or uh, Democrats across the country have anything to say about it. That being said, um, the one-year anniversary of our uh, descent into lockdown happened on March 6, 2020. I do know that it's been a very long year for a lot of people, but, you know, look, we've had experienced a lot more pain in Pennsylvania than a lot of people across the country, and that is because of the depth and breadth of that lockdown and the uh, various stages that it's taken, the fact that uh, literally nobody was immune from the effects of the lockdown, that businesses were devastated, that, uh, you know, nursing homes were decimated, that, uh, you know, we are in a state of our economy where 500,000 jobs have been permanently lost in Pennsylvania. Uh, and on top of that, in order to get us out of this whole uh, mess that he's created, what does the governor propose to do? Raise taxes on small businesses and middle-income families. You know, it's been quite a year. Uh, it's been a very sad year. And I think, you know, one of the hallmarks that many people will forget, as people tend to have a short memory, uh, as is actually a pretty good thing, but is that looking back, you know, one of the things that I think was was the real sign that th- something was rotten in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania was this business shutdown order. Um, you know, I, re- I remember exactly where I was when that business shutdown order happened. I was in the middle of a telephone town hall with uh, my former boss, Congressman Fred Keller, and um, in the middle of the town hall, the town hall started at 5 o'clock. At 5.30, the governor's announcement came that he was shutting down all businesses uh, 36 hours later. And the questions went from how serious is COVID-19, because we had a doctor on the teletown hall with us, to what am I going to tell my employees tomorrow? Well, we were in the middle of a town hall when the whole news was made, so we had no idea. We had no idea what was going on. And nobody, nobody else did. So we spent the rest of the night trying to uh, work our way through that. And, you know, it just goes to show you that this administration was, has been, and currently is making decisions about how to respond to this pandemic in a vacuum. If they did not consult with members of Congress, leadership in the General Assembly, and uh, others in making this decision, if they weren't prepared to have their own labor and industries unemployment compensation department ready to accept millions of unemployed people who they were putting on the unemployment roll by their very order uh, to get them ready for this to happen. The system was not designed for this. There was no forethought given to this decision that was being made. Um, it was this mentality that, you know, Democrat governors seem to have had across the country of lock it down first and ask questions later, um, which has proven to be uh, a very dangerous cure for a virus. Um, it, it has put us in a position now where we are in a position of weakness uh, coming back from this pandemic. And and look, there, there is a lot of hope on the horizon. Um, Leader Benninghoff wrote an op-ed last week titled A Year of Lockdowns, A Horizon of Hope. Things are looking better here in Pennsylvania, but that's not for anybody who wants to have a job or uh, is trying to make ends meet as a result of losing theirs, as a result of uh, these shutdowns. Things are looking better because we have a vaccine. That vaccine is getting out slowly but better. Um, and the more people are healthy, the more things can open back up. Uh, it seems as though all 
indications are there's more good news on the horizon in terms of uh, that going on. And, um, you know, I think there is a an upbeatness about most people uh, in seeing an end to uh, this pandemic than there ever has been uh, in the last year. So things are looking up. But we can't forget, we can never forget that the depth of this devastation was caused by the swipe of a pen from one person, and it was maintained so under the thumb of that same person for almost a year now. And you mentioned that the the administration operated with little forethought, little little sight ahead as to what could happen. Now, granted, they were under the gun to do so, but what I have found most disturbing personally is that there is almost no willingness to look back at what has gone on and say, what have we done right? What have we done wrong? Clearly, we have put a lot of people, people who are uh, getting by right now in a very bad position. We don't seem to want to take responsibility for that. And what are we, what are we doing now as we, as we look at some of what's going on? What are we learning? And, and how do we move forward to try to control things like 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 rein in the power of the governor well there's a a couple of things and uh just a point you made uh, there's no willingness to look back and say what was done done wrong well this administration doesn't believe it's ever done anything wrong it's uh it's disheartening as a pennsylvanian to see the smugness of uh folks uh that are supposedly decision makers uh, who refuse to admit things are mistakes, to go back and change orders, to say this wasn't done right, um, even to, st- to defend the indefensible, like the business waiver program, to fit with, uh, to, to open your business during the pandemic. Um, no rhyme or reason. The, the, I think the Auditor General, I can't get the exact quote right, but uh, that the waiver program was built on the shifting sands of subjective intent. That's, that's not good. Um, to put it mildly. Um, but look, again, there's Chuck, as you alluded to, there's some tools that we're working on to get us uh, to the point where this might never happen again. The voters in uh, about two months now will have the ability to vote on constitutional amendments to rein in uh, not only this governor, but future governor's emergency authority. That's a crucial tool to making sure that things like this don't happen again and that when they do happen, in order to continue it, the legislature needs a seat at the table. One of the things that we've seen here is a complete shattering of the idea that there's a separation of powers because the governor has, for all intents and purposes, cut out the legislature from all the decision making. We are the ones that are closest to the people. The House, in particular, we represent 66,000 people. We see these people at gas stations, at grocery stores, at religious services, just you know, community events when we have those uh, uh, even though they're not happening really a lot right now. But we know the struggles they're facing. We talk to the small business owners. We talk to, you know, the hospitality industry. We talk to, you know, the folks that, that are most impacted on the front lines of what government is doing. Um, yet the governor didn't want to deal with, with us at whatsoever. Now, it's interesting to see now at the vaccine, in order to try to uh, make sure that the legislature has some buy-in here, he created this joint legislative task force on the vaccine. Well, as a result of that, guess what? Progress has been made because he's listening to different perspectives. Perspective. He's listening to the legislative perspective. He's listening to people that have experience that know what's going on on the ground. So, um, you know, since that's happened, we've had a, we've now made sure that schools will reopen by prioritizing teachers getting vaccinations. So that's on the horizon. So that you know, the governor said schools will be open by the end of April. Uh, you know, terrific. Our kids and our families have suffered too much from having their lives disrupted and having their education disrupted for for something that probably should not have been 
nearly as closed down as it got to schools is the the issue that is driving a lot of people nuts because it's it's keeping parents at home that could be working it, it it's it's one of those things that just it's a, it's an anchor that's dragging on the economy we need to step up and step out of this i understand that we're getting back to work in the legislature here next week we have a session coming back what is going to be considered during this week of session what are we working on I think one of the big things is the emergency constitutional amendment on statute of limitations. Uh, again, one of Wolf's foibles uh, was the uh, book var mess and not advertising the statute of limitations civil window, look back window that would have been on the ballot this spring. Um, we're going to be moving and working on an emergency constitutional amendment to try to rectify that. Um, I think that's the biggest thing for the week. So we're, we're sticking up for our priority of protecting families by protecting victims. Um, there are also going to be a couple of bills that I know our economic recovery task force has been uh, been looking at that will be coming out of committee uh, on Monday or Tuesday. And uh, I'll be in a position to run on the floor sometime over the next two weeks. So, you know, again, this economy was shut down at the swipe of a pen. Uh, while we can't turn it back on at the click of a finger, we can get ourselves poised for a long-term economic comeback. And, and as we like to say, build back better than we were before. So that's... Uh, uh, some of the things that we're going to be working on uh, in, in brief, but it'll be an exciting two weeks of session. We're going to really move the ball forward for the people of Pennsylvania as we get ready to uh, really embrace this horizon of hope that Leader Benninghoff identified last week. He's Jason Gottesman. I'm Chuck Nichols, and this has been the PA Policy Podcast.